Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm praying today that God will speak to my heart and speak to yours as well in a very personal, powerful, and very specific, obvious way, an undeniable way. God can do that, and He wants to, by the way. And every time we open up the Word of God, God wants to speak to our hearts. I'm praying today that He'll do just that. A little boy went to a church service. He rode a bus there, not accompanied by his parents, and he sat through the service that was a revival meeting. And he went home, and his dad said, how was church? He goes, we're having a revival at church, and it was great. And now he got the word wrong, but I think he got what we needed right. He said revival. He meant revival, but can I say revival would be a good thing too. Get back to your Bible and spend time in the Word of God. I have people that, honestly, I get an email, uh, let's see, two days ago. Somebody said, "I, I want God to speak to me. How do I know when God is speaking to me? Well, and I answer, I said, well, God won't speak to you if you're not reading the Word of God. You say you want God to speak to you. When's the last time you read your Bible? That's how God speaks to us. you got to get in His Word, get in this book, and God speaks to His people through His Word. And I'm praying today God will speak to our hearts. Let me invite you to visit Help for Today. The web address is help for, that's the number four, helpfortoday.org. Help for Today is a free resource put together by the staff of the North Valley Baptist Church and the faculty of the Golden State Baptist College. And what we've done is we've compiled articles, ministry helps, different ideas, things that we believe will be an encouragement and edifying and a help in the Christian life. All of this is free and is there for you to use. And I want you to take advantage of it and you'll be glad that you did. Go to the website. You'll find that it's laid out beautifully. It's easy to use. All of the different articles are categorized by topic. You type in a keyword and uh, the articles that match that keyword will pop up. Also, you can subscribe, and this is a free subscription that adds you to the mailing list, and we'll send you an article in your email every day. I personally get these emails and get these articles every morning, and they come to me early in the morning before I get to the church, and I'll be able to open those emails and read them, uh, the article, along with my Bible reading. And God uses that. I I look forward to them, and I use them sort of like a daily devotional. You buy a devotional book, and after you read the book, it's done. But these articles, they're fresh and new every day, and uh, you can read these and grow as you go. And I pray that you'll do that. So visit Help for Today. That's the number four, helpfortoday.org. Now, we've been in the book of Philemon. Now, if you've joined me, this is probably, uh, I guess this would be number eight, number nine, broadcast in this book of the Bible. There's only 25 verses, one chapter that make up this short letter Paul penned, but can I say it's just as important, just as powerful, just as packed as any other book in the Bible because it's an inspired book, and God speaks to us through these words that we find here in Philemon. 25 verses, a story about a man named Onesimus. Onesimus, no doubt, was a servant to a man named Philemon. Onesimus had done wrong. He'd wronged Philemon personally. He'd run and found himself in trouble and gotten put in prison. He's guilty. Paul is in prison for preaching the gospel along with Timothy. And there in prison, Paul leads Onesimus 
to the Lord. I like that, that Paul was preaching Jesus even in prison. He didn't let circumstance dictate his spirituality, but he was spiritual regardless. He was still on point. He was still on call, if you will. He still was about the main thing. Paul was a soul winner even in the prison cell. And Onesimus is there, and he got saved. I'm glad God can save anybody, any place, any time. He can save them. I've seen some folks get saved that if you'd have looked at them, you'd have thought they'll never get saved. They don't want it. They won't want to hear what I have to say. And, uh, you know, really, my faith wasn't very strong. In fact, I wanted to get out of those situations in some of them. And yet I still was there, gave him the gospel, and watched people get saved. I remember one time I was soul winning uh, in a north, northern state on the east uh, side of the country, and uh, we were knocking a road of doors and knocked the first two houses, and nobody was home. Knocked the third house, and it was some kind of a, a priest or something was there. And I tell you, he was just as mixed up as a termite in a yo-yo. I mean, he had no idea what he was talking about. It wasn't very. It wasn't it wasn't that enjoyable of a visit. Then we went to the next house. I knocked on that door. And a man stepped out. When that man stepped through the door, he eclipsed the house. I don't even know how he squeezed inside the house. He was huge. He looked like a professional professional wrestler. He had uh, bushy hair and sideburns that grew down and curled up into his nose. I've never seen anything like it in my life. He's covered in tattoos, was wearing a tank top, had a big necklace around him, and I thought, let's get out of here. I thought, this was the kind of guy that locks you in his basement and eats you for supper. Uh, but, I mean, we, I thought, well, no, this guy's not going to want to get saved. He's not going to listen to us. But there on that porch with that hardened-looking individual, Gave him the gospel, and I watched as his complexion changed, his countenance changed. He began to get some tears in his eyes, and there on his doorstep, he did. He bowed his head and received Christ as his Savior. Can I say God will save anyone? He can save him any place. All he needs is a faithful soul winner. Onesimus gets saved, and Paul writes to Philemon to ask Philemon to welcome him back. And he said, I want you to welcome him back and welcome him back as though it was me. I want you to reckon him as me. If he owes anything, I'm going to pay for it. And I said, what a great picture that is of what Jesus did for us. We get entrance into heaven, not because of us, but because of Jesus. Jesus took all that we owed and put it on his account when he died for our sins on the cross of Calvary. And one day we'll stand before God, justified, we'll stand on streets of gold and make heaven our home. Why? Because Jesus put what we owed on his account and God the Father welcomed us as though we were Jesus himself. Thank God for that imputed. That means he put on his righteousness, imputed righteousness that we have in our life. Now, Paul says, Philemon, I want you to welcome him back. Forgive him. And we talked about that principle laid out in Scripture. Christians are to be forgivers. We don't live like the world. The world would say they hurt you, hurt them. The world would say they wronged you, wronged them. The world would say they're, in, they're guilty, get even. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says they've hurt you, forgive them. They've wronged you, forgive them. Don't get even. Uh, offer them forgiveness. We need to forgive. Why? Because we've been forgiven. Jesus forgave us, so it enables us to forgive others. No matter how wrong you've been done, it cannot come close to what we did to Christ at Calvary, and yet Jesus from the cross still cried, Father, forgive them, and we ought to forgive. Now, our new verse for today, verse number 22, the Bible says, But withal prepare me also a lodging. Watch what he says. For I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. There salute thee, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. I underline this phrase, through your prayers. Paul is looking forward to joining 
Philemon. Paul's looking forward to advancing in his ministry. Paul's looking forward to getting out of prison and going past that into whatever God has down the road ahead. And he said, here's the mode by which this happens. Here's the way that this will come to pass. I trust it'll happen. Why? Through your prayers. Paul's saying, I'm depending on your prayers. I'm going to be uh, successful in accordance with your prayers. I'm going to advance directly connected with your prayers through your prayers. You know, there are people out there depending on us to pray. You ought to be a prayer person, a prayer warrior. You ought to be a person who spends time interceding. What is intercession? Intercession is me going to God on behalf of somebody else, praying for them, uh, praying for those who are sick, praying for those who are backslidden, praying for those who are seeking the will of God, praying for those who have large decisions to make in life, praying for those who are lost and need to get saved, praying for those who uh, are apathetic, praying for those who have a need. That is intercession. I believe that every one of us, where we are today, we owe a debt to whoever it was. We might not even know, but somebody prayed for us. You better believe you had a praying father, a praying mother, a praying spouse, a praying pastor, a praying Sunday school teacher. Somebody prayed on your behalf. And Paul makes mention, Philemon, I'm counting on your prayer. I'm depending upon your prayer. I trust that through not his ability, not through circumstance or luck, but your prayers. That's what's going to carry me through. That's what's going to propel me forward. That's what's going to make it happen. Philemon, I need you to pray for me. All of us who are saved have the ability to pray. Prayer is our primary way of communicating with God. Every one of us, whether you're saved for seconds or for, 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 for days, months, years, you and I have the ability to call out to, to God, and we have promised that we have access to Him through Jesus Christ. We ought to be busy in prayer. The Bible promise in Jeremiah says, Call unto me, and I'll answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Who is it today that's depending upon your prayers? Who is it that you're praying for as though their life depended upon your prayers? Let us not make little, but let's make much of the ministry of prayer. Join us next broadcast, and until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.